0: Good morning, good morning. On today's podcast, I have special guest, Sean Castrina. Sean is a best-selling author, founder of The Weekend MBA, and host of the 10-Minute Entrepreneur Podcast. On today's show, we dive into the entrepreneur Bermuda Triangle and why everyone should think like an entrepreneur. Have a listen. Have you ever had negative thoughts in your mind that you aren't good enough, that you'll never be successful? If so, you're not alone. I've had those thoughts playing in my mind ever since I took the leap to become an entrepreneur. It's a dirty, dark secret that no one likes to talk about as the glamorization of becoming an entrepreneur is shown in the media. I realized that in order to succeed, I needed help. We all do. So I decided to go all in on myself, spending thousands of hours in the trenches, reading, joining groups, listening to podcasts, hiring coaches to develop a bulletproof morning routine for success, Join me on my journey as together we build our morning fire to ignite our lives as entrepreneurs. My name is Jeff Wickersham, and this is the Morning Fire for Entrepreneurs podcast. Welcome to the show. I am extremely excited to have special guest Sean Castrina on the show. Sean, welcome to the show.
1: It's great to be on the podcast.
0: Yes. Thank you. Uh, Thank you for joining us. So I always love to get into the present state, present moment before we kick things off, as well as get a short little burst of energy to to get us going. So let's do three breaths. We're going to breathe in through six, hold for two, out for seven. Let's go ahead and breathe in. Hold for two and out for seven. Good. Another breath in for six. Hold for two. Out for seven. Final breath in for six. Hole for two. And out for seven. All right. Now that we're grounded, I'm going to count down three, two, one. We're going to get some energy going. I'm going to yell boom at the top of my lungs, pound my chest. You're encouraged to do the same in three, two, one, and boom. There you go. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. So let's uh, let's dive in. So morning habits, rituals, routines, I feel like they are a critical piece to our day, right? How we start our day is typically how the day goes. Sean, what are a couple of things you do first to start the day that sets you down yeah. that path towards success?
1: Yeah. First thing is I try not to let my feet touch the floor and off my bed until I've gone through some gratitude. Okay. Because you don't know, once I walk down the steps and turn on my computer or look at my phone, I, I, you know, the, the, the day could go to poop pretty quickly if you, know, mm-hmm. you know, companies and things of that nature. So, so before anything starts, my, the number one thing I try to do is get in the right state of mind before my feet hit the floor. And if you go through things of gratitude that, that to me, that's just, how do you, it's hard to be angry if you're, grat- you know, if you're, Sharing gratitude—it's hard, you know. So many things happen when you do that. So my my number one thing that I try to do is again, before my feet hit the floor, I try to express gratitude.
0: Okay, love that. How how long have you been uh, practicing that?
1: At least a decade. Nice.
0: What was the? Uh, how did you did you have a point in time if you've do, been doing it for a decade? when you first started where you kind of felt that change you felt something different throughout the the process
1: well, I just noticed that you know in owning businesses that I could sleep really good wake up go open up an email that just would send my day into a turmoil or wake up and there's a text sitting there somebody quit or w- whatever the case may be and I was like okay wait I, I can't let I've got to set the temperature of the day Okay, so all these things can happen, but there are fundamental things that I'm grateful for that no matter what happens when I get, you know, when I start the actual day and, you know, it's game time, will not alter what I'm grateful for.
0: I love I love that practice. And that happens, I think, to so many people, right, where they're checking the news or checking their email, checking their text messages and something throws them off kilter and then. Since they're doing that, first thing to start the day, the day kind of follows that path, right? They're kind of in that, that negative headspace. So love that, uh, love that piece, and, and gratitude is a huge piece of, of my life as well. So share a little backstory about you as an entrepreneur, a little bit about yeah. your journey, and then I know we're going to dive into the Entrepreneurs Bermuda Triangle and a couple other cool topics.
1: Yeah, no, I, I you know I was in graduate school, dream job working in the D.C. area change in leadership, lost my dream job. You know, I literally like in my brains, like I'll do this forever because I'm good at it and they like me. Well, some people like me (laughs) and some people thought I was good at it. But when you bring in a new leadership change, they tend to bring in their new staff, just like a new, like coaches, if they change places, you can be a really good assistant coach. But the natural, what happens, new coach comes in, you know, he brings in the staff that he's comfortable with. And so I was ignorant to that. And and then I kind of woke up to that and I was just like, you know what? I may work for somebody for a period of time, but at the end of the day, I'm going to own my own thing. Okay. Like I I definitively knew, you know, and and, 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 you know, you say arrogance or whatever, generally successful people have a level of self-confidence and people that are insecure view it as arrogance, confident people just go he's confident. So I, I knew that I, I wasn't going to make anybody else rich. I knew I, I was fairly confident that I could make myself, that I could do it myself, that okay. I could find an opportunity, take action on it and kind of let's see how this plays out.
0: Awesome. So that happened, right? Change in yeah. leadership. Yeah. You kind of lost that role. What was the evolution yeah. then to going out on your own yeah. and, and really what, what, what were the yeah. next steps? So
1: I took a job selling insurance, you know, okay. if you got halfway decent articulate skills and you have, you know, you know, have that type of personality and I did really well for the company that I worked for in during that first year. And I would go to sales meetings on Monday and, you know, it's where I first got introduced to really nice cars because most people that are in sales, you know, and insurance do really well. First time that I saw Mercedes and things of that nature. And I was like, "Wow, wouldn't it be cool if you could get your car clean?" This is really dumb. This is thirty years ago. Okay. What if you could clean the cars in the parking lot? Like, I know we laugh at that now, but at that time, that was like, "Wow, you would do that." And right. so, I have never cleaned a car in my life. I still haven't cleaned a car. But I started a detailing company while I had the insurance business called Waxmaster Mobile Detailing. I still remember the toll free number one eight eight nine three 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 eight two four, which is toll free We Detail, is what the last number is equal um and the rest is history literally that that created the blueprint for everything i've done since then one is that i start businesses that i'm not necessarily passionate about i just know that the marketplace is okay so i I always say passion is an entrepreneur's mistress okay you need to find something that the marketplace wants just because you like you know running doesn't mean you open up a running store okay it may work in oregon but it may not work in a city of under 60,000 that's cold eight months out of the year. You you get the general idea. So it kind of created that blueprint that, okay, I, I find businesses that the marketplace wants. Okay. And then, and then I go from number two is I don't have to do the business. Like I never did the detailing and I've never done a business since then. So that's the other model I use. I find other people to do the work. I'm always working. I mean, I was doing the E-myth before the E-myth was the E-myth. Okay. You know, to me, it, I, 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 how can you scale if you're trapped doing right. everything to me? That right. was just time management. It just made sense from the beginning that if I'm out cleaning cars personally, well, how many cars can I clean? Right. I mean, to right. me, that just, that hit me. I, I was in my 20, early 20s, early twenties and that hit me. So, you know, so that kind of set in motion, you know, kind of the blueprint that I view in businesses. I, I like service companies. Okay. And and there's a general rule, and it's kind of worked. I don't like. I wouldn't buy. A bi- I wouldn't be in a business that competes with Amazon, competes with artificial intelligence, or competes with software. Gotcha. I mean, that's hard to compete in those three. But a human being still does things that none of them can do. You, you try, go get an oil change. Go get a you know a ding, uh, you know a dent pulled out of your car. Get your gutters clean. Well, you can go all the way down the line. I can run off a hundred. Right. And 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 nobody can compete with those. And there's still very high labor jobs that the margin is substantial and you could get really rich. And I have office of service companies.
0: And I would say you, you mentioned service companies kind of general contractor, yeah, those yeah, types. Yeah.
1: And, and it that, could be that, anything. It could be accounting. It could be right. I, it's endless what you could do anything where they, there's a level of interaction that is required. I own a, a large digital marketing company. So it's not even in the contracting space. And our, the difference is, is that we sit down in front of our small business owners. Hmm. That, that's the total. Now, software could do it, but software cannot sit down at the end of the month and say, hey, John, listen, we we did an $1,850 ad buy last month on Instagram. This is what worked. This is what didn't work. Let me take right. you through what worked, why it worked. Let me take you through what didn't work and why it didn't work and how we're changing it. A spreadsheet, it, nothing's ever going to communicate that. In a way that the owner will understand it and that's why our digital marketing company does so well
0: right you've got that personal touch there
1: absolutely we explain to you what works what doesn't work and where we're going to pivot and why
0: makes makes total sense so the Mer- entrepreneurs bermuda triangle explain that yeah. a little bit what what that means to the audience yeah.
1: well you know I, I think every you know it's so cool to be an entrepreneur it, 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 and it can make up for so many you know, it could be. You know, it could be an entrepreneur. could be an entrepreneur for a lot of reasons, not all of which are good. Okay, and I don't think an entrepreneur is for everyone. Okay, there's a lot of guys who made or who made a lot of money as employees. Sharon Sandberg, Facebook, she's worth about 1.7 billion. Okay, Steve Ballmer worth about 54 billion. Employee Tim Cook, of all three employees. So you, can, there, there are different routes to get to success. And entrepreneurship is not for every single person. I would never have the companies I have if I didn't have extraordinary employees. Mm-hmm. So understanding that, I just think it's important that we kind of just you know watch something on YouTube and we're all of a sudden gonna be an entrepreneur. It, it can be t- tough. These are the three biggest mistakes I see entrepreneurs make. And this is what I say, the Bermuda Triangle. You fly inside this, it's over. Okay. The first thing is, is that you're the only person, like you have this idea and you do not test it. You run it by your family. Oh, Johnny, you're going to do so great. Oh, Mary, I think that's great. You know, you run it on Facebook, but there's no level of testing. Go into a restaurant of more than 30 people and just kind of interrupt a few tables and just say, hey, listen, I'm thinking about starting this business and here's what it is. Just tell me what's your first thought of it. Right. I think it'd be great. I, I'm being serious. Number one, is it help your communication skills and you need those to be an entrepreneur. And that's all another subject. But get feedback. Just get some feedback on whether you think this will, whether this can work outside of your own head. Right. So we tend to take big action on ideas that are not tested and thus they fail miserably in the marketplace. Gotcha. Number number two is we like to start friends and we hire friends and family because they're comfortable and they're not going to be telling you what they need to be telling you. Okay. Friends and family are great. They're great as friends and family. They're not, I don't think they're great, you know, as employees and business partners necessarily. Now you always have the great two college buddies who started the business that defies everything. Okay. Because they just, it's just two people doing the work of one and they figure it out and it's fun. I I love that story, but I don't know if I'd like it in my thirties. Okay. When I'm starting a business, I want to hire the best people to do the job. Right. Pre 25, I want to do something that's fun. If it works great, if it doesn't, I rinse, repeat and go do a real, take a job. There's nothing at stake. And so the law of two people works. It's momentum. And it's so I don't discount that. But as a general rule, hiring is a serious skill and you need to hire good people. That, that can help you grow your business. I mean, that you're like that first hire, you hire a friend or a family. That might be the most critical hire you make.
0: Right. So, so so, true.
1: And so you you make a bad hire from the beginning, you know, and then third is you're just a schmuck and you can't fix a schmuck. I mean, some people have no leadership ability, no communication skills, no follow through, no resilience. They're not competitive. Nobody likes them. So they can't surround themselves with a talented enough team to to grow anything. They just, everything about them is missing massive personal qualities that are required to grow a business. And like I said, you can't fix those. You can't fix it. I mean, we've all met people we would never work for, right? We've met people we never, we've met people that we'd never go to dinner again with. We've met people that we would never invest a dollar with, right? I mean, we have people that we love, but we like, oh, love Jimmy, but I wouldn't give him a dime. Right? Because he's jumping from one idea to the next. Every family reunion, he's got something new he's working on. Right. It's not. I mean, this is what 90% of businesses fail by decade by the end of the decade? Mm -hmm. One out of every two fail, you know, with statistic. I've seen it range from two years to five years. But the statistics are pretty daunting. (laughs) You know, they're very daunting. So what makes you think everybody can do it? I find that to be funny. Like, what makes you think everybody can do it if the statistics are so unbelievable! Only nine percent of all small business owners make more than a hundred thousand dollars. I mean, the statistics are daunting. So yeah, they yeah.
0: they they truly are, and I appreciate you sharing that that Bermuda Triangle that uh, that you have. So obviously, some people aren't cut out to be an entrepreneur, right? They they don't check those boxes. Why should everyone think like an entrepreneur?
1: Yeah, because it'll make you I I shared with you three people that make over that have a net worths of over a billion dollars. Sharon right. Sandberg solved the Facebook problem of how to monetize ad space. OK, I mean, she she was the one who figured out, OK, this is really great. You got all these people, but are you making any money? She figured that problem out. Steve Ballmer started out as uh, uh, um, what you call Bill Gates's personal assistant, was an MBA Stanford grad. Uh, Solve a problem within your company. Find an area of revenue. Do two things. Do two things and you'll always be at the top of the food chain. I'm not saying you'll get there tomorrow, but do these couple things and you'll be the one getting paid a lot. You'll be the one that you can leverage your employment position for a piece of the action, partnership, and or profit. Just do these couple things because this is what entrepreneurs do. Number one is entrepreneurs solve problems. They happen. We don't get paralyzed. We don't see who else is going to solve it we look at it's a problem we solve it number 2 is we look at problems and we look for opportunities okay wow this happened to us we solved it this way maybe we have a way that we can solve this for other people maybe there's a niche we're getting a demand for this we hadn't quite thought about how we would offer it but we've had so many customers ask us for it Let's niche, let, let me, hey, you know, so-and-so, why don't we niche down our business? Why don't we create a division that offers this? Okay. Mm-hmm. So you you solve a problem and then you, you obviously, you know, figure out a way to make money on a problem. And next is you're just generally looking for opportunities to grow profit. If you find ways for the company to make money, they're going to like you. They're going to like you. And then one other thing I tell people, you know, if you're under the age of 30, I'll tell you how to get a raise really easy. Every single week, go to your direct supervisor, whoever that person is, we'll call that person Mary for right now and say, Mary, I just took a job here. Is there anything I can do this week that would make your week easier? Mm -hmm. Give me one responsibility that if I could take off your desk, you'd be happy. They're going to say no the first week. You're going to come back the second week and offer to do it. And they're going to ask you to do something. And every week you're going to keep doing that. And those responsibilities based on your follow through are going to get bigger, bigger and bigger. And who do you think they're going to promote a year from now? Who do you think Mary's going to take with her every place she gets moved? If she ever gets another job, who do you think she's taking? Right. See, we all want something so fast that we're never willing to do the do. I always say every piece of success I've ever had took darn close to a decade. I I, I saw, you know, trees starting to grow around year five, but, but the fruit started falling off in abundance around a decade in. Right. And we want stuff so fast. And I'm like, like the entrepreneurship thing. I like, why don't you try being an employee, be the most valuable employee, find out how an industry works. Figure out how you run a staff meeting, how you don't run a staff meeting, how you manage people, what works and what doesn't work. What, what do you think you could learn in two years if you were just an employee, a great employee for two years? I could tell you what would happen. Number one is you'd be offered a lot of raises if you did what I just told you to do. Number two is you would actually see how a business operates and how it shouldn't operate. Maybe you're going to see just the opposite. Right. Okay. But you're going to understand an industry better. Understand that what clients typically want, how to solve problems with clients. There's so much you can learn as an employee that will prepare you to be a great entrepreneur. And I think sometimes we just want to skip, you know, all, you know, something so simple as just being an employee for a few years and, and, and learning.
0: Yeah, no, I, I think that's, that's powerful, right? Is, is success has taken you a decade in, in any of those areas. And, and yeah. two, I love that, Go to your supervisor and say, hey, what's one thing that I can take off your plate that will help you through throughout the week and do it over and over again? And it's that consistency. It's that tenacity piece. And eventually you're going to have this resume of work you've done and, and help you've offered and then provided to your supervisor. To your point, they're going to want you on their team wherever they're at, whether it's within the company Or with a different. What about
1: the reference they're going to give you? And not only that, it builds you, you know, it it just, there's nothing you can lose on that. That's such a discipline. I I joke, there's one muscle that I joke about I try to do every week. I try to do it every day, but I've gotten old enough where I've been able to delegate a lot of things I don't want to do anymore. But every week, I have a I don't want to do it on my list. Whatever it is, it's something only I can do. And I do it every week. And it's called I don't want to do it. Okay, hey, it might be a conversation with an employee where I'm basically letting them know that the the, the horizon they don't want to see is getting ready to come if something changes, or it gotcha. might be cutting back on a contract or what we're paying them. Whatever it is, it's something uncomfortable that I'm not really looking forward to that I'm not yeah, but I got to do it. But I got to do it. And I, I always want to keep that muscle work, you know, I don't want that muscle to ever have atrophy.
0: No, I I love that. I I do something very similar where it's an uncomfortable thing to do each week and stepping into that uncomfortable zone because that's the path to growth as a person and then growth either in your business or in your career. Financial growth is going to come through those uncomfortable or things that you don't necessarily want to do because what happens to 99% of people, they don't do them and then they stay stuck. They stay in that same place over and over again.
1: Yeah, and it just and it it separates. Even my business partners will, would say, "Sean does stuff that none of us want to do." Like, if there's a client, a real mess that nobody wants to step in front of that bullet, you know, I, I you know, I got it. <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm I'm always going to take that bullet. You know, whatever the outcome is, where they're dodging it, they think it's going to go away, and I always tell them problems never go away. I tell my partners that all the time. You think they're going away? They're never going away. They're just being quiet right now and getting ready to erupt a week from now. Just because you right. didn't hear from that client for a few days. They have not gone away. I assure you if they have not, they've not gone away.
0: Yeah. And as as you do it, you're you're flexing that mindset muscle, yeah. right? You're you're building it. Uh, it's like we so many people hit the gym, but but we're not getting those reps in related to mindset or or courage or confidence, all those pieces. So uh, lo- love that Sean. So where where can people uh, find you if they want to look you up and, and give you a follow?
1: Yeah, uh, you know, go to seancastrina.com. My website, you'll get a free book there. And and we do a once-a-month free coaching call. It's really good. I as you can tell, I talk fairly fast, but I teach a 15 to 20 minute lesson that will definitely help you grow your business. There's no cost, it's yours. I don't try to sell you anything. And so, yeah, just go to seancastrina.com you can find me on Instagram as well. And um, but that that would be the best way. If you want to figure out how to grow your business, you know, that's my sweet spot. And of course I on the you know the 10-Minute Entrepreneur Podcast. I got the logo right in front of me, literally sitting right in front of me and my brain completely shuts off. I happen to be the host of the 10-Minute Entrepreneur Podcast. There you go. Uh, that's awesome. God's way of keeping me humble, making me slip up, something like
0: that. Listen, life's not perfect, right? And, no. and uh, we just got to keep pushing through and, and rolling through. So Sean, appreciate you being on the show.
1: Great, thank you so much.
0: Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Have an amazing rest of your day. Rise, fight, love, repeat. Get after it. And I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to the Morning Fire for Entrepreneurs podcast. You now have the knowledge, but without action, knowledge is useless. Choose to act, choose to step into your greatness and unlock that hero inside of you. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and leave a review so more entrepreneurs can hear this message. If you absolutely love this podcast, which I hope you do, Then share it up with someone you know who might see benefit from it. Become that beacon of change and together we can impact the world.